Good day. I am feeling it this morning. Uh, I think it might have something to do with the pre-workout that I just had. Uh, it's, it's a new one, but it's kicking my ass a little bit. It's pretty nice. Uh, what is it called? It's Red Red X Juiced or something like that. Anyway, I, I haven't done a supplement review in a while, but I might do one on this. It's a pretty good one. Anyway, um, so I came across a picture in my memories on Facebook. It was my transformation from 2012 okay so nine years ago now and it was a really good one it was perhaps my best I mean I look at it and this is one you would win awards for it it was very good in fact I might have won um, like at least placed in something for it um, the the biggest downside was I didn't have good lighting the thing is at the time I was trying to get the, the lighting just right and I didn't get it even though my transformation was really really good and you could see my face was super leaned out and everything and um uh that's like I, at the time that I posted it I said yeah I wish I had have come in a bit tighter but you know I have to admit it was a pretty good one but yeah looking at it, it was just the lighting uh irks me I wish I had have done better or uh, actually you know what I just if I'd not put in as much effort in terms of the lighting I, I think I know now how I could have made the lighting better. Like, it seems that the best lighting is sort of between you and your camera and preferably at a slightly higher angle so that... But the thing is, at the time, I didn't have a lot of good lights. But if I'd just done natural lighting, it would have looked better than what I was dicking around. I think I was trying to use lamps and trying to manipulate it just to get that perfect look. And in the end, it looked pretty crappy but anyway that's not my point point is it was a really good transformation and it the thing is I I looked through my logs and I was trying to find okay what did I do what did I do for that transformation because I, now I found some things I, I didn't find specific journals or mo modalities as far as training or whatever I did find a supplement log that I used during that time and I do remember certain things about it um, and I know that I, I did some tanning for it so there's a few things that I know that I've got a challenge coming up this summer so it starts in a couple weeks from now and anyway my, my point is what I want to do in this podcast episode is I want to sort of lay out my plan for what I'm going to be doing that way Hopefully it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at the very least, it, at least some I'll have something to look back on and be like, what did I do? Um, I did do a challenge in the um, early part of this year from between January and April. And it was all right. It was pretty good. I lost about 12 pounds. And I looked obviously way better at the end. But it, it wasn't like award winning or anything like that. It was. And, and here's the thing. Even for this upcoming one, even though I, I know I want to do my best I'm also trying to create something that's sort of sustainable so I, winning this thing isn't uh, isn't my goal winning at all costs and that kind of thing I'm not planning to do any tanning because quite frankly uh, I just don't like how I look when I'm super tanned like that like it just it looks fake to me and it, it's not natural for me like I'm very very pasty naturally like you know I know a little color wouldn't wouldn't hurt but the, the trouble is with tanning like the truth is the only way that I can tan is by using uh, Milano tan uh, the peptides 
and it's really hard to dose that just right and then you've got to go in for the tanning and blah 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 I just don't think I want to do it it's not it's I don't know it's just not something I want to do does that mean it'll hurt my after pictures maybe marginally I don't know again my my big goal for this time isn't to uh to to win per se but to make the best progress I can in a fashion that's going to be sustainable. So, um, with that said, what I'm going to talk about now is my plan for what I'm going to be doing. I suppose I ought to start by mentioning which exact uh, transformation challenge I'm planning to do. Be, uh, just to give you an idea, so, and maybe maybe other people will want to jump into this challenge too, because it's really the best one going. And and that's uh, the one Tom Venuto runs, which is the Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle transformation challenge. He did one at the start of the year, which is sort of a mini one, but the main event, the main one they do every year is the summer challenge, and that's starting pretty soon it starts officially i believe may 22nd so i like this one i like tom venuto if you listen to this you know i have huge respect for the man i think he's uh super humble intelligent um and so in order to do this challenge what do you need well because most basically every transformation challenge out there is sort of an advertising tool right it's like if you remember the old uh, body for life ones when they were doing it basically they were advertising the brand Body for Life and, and, so, and the EAS supplement line and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of transformation challenges out there that they're, they're supplement products. I, I think 1UP does a big one where it's like, but in order to uh, enter it, you need to buy their supplements because they want to... And fair enough. I mean, if, the, if you're saying they're trying to advertise their product, well, it's not right if they're just saying, well, I'm not even using their supplements, but I... I, at least they're saying so that's that's a good thing in my opinion is they're saying well you, you need to use our supplements in order to you know enter into this contest now I'm not a big fan of, of that contest in the sense that I've I'm, I follow their page the transformations the the top ones they look completely fake to me to be honest with you as somebody who's done a lot of these challenges they look like people who took uh you know, like, like non-legal extracurricular uh, uh, supplements to get their, their results in like an eight week, because their, their thing only runs eight weeks. In eight weeks, your results are going to be marginal. Um, 12 weeks, you can push it and, and have some decent noticeable, but eight weeks, the transformations they've shown are not realistic to achieve. Um, so that's why I'm not a huge fan of that one, but I am a fan of the fact that they say you have to use our supplements because it's to advertise their supplements. So the Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle one, it's, um, what is it advertising? Well, it's, they, the thing is it's advertising um, basically his, his book, his ebook, and he's got um, an inner circle. So in order to participate it, usually they do a free one, so you can sign up for free and, um, and and uh, just join the forums, or 
you can norm the, the normal way that you would enter is by being a member so you'd get a like membership for the inner circle it's called and it's about 10 bucks a month so that's sort of what what you're paying into but again because he's using these he's not a crazy wild instagram type advertiser he, he doesn't go over the top of it but what are they trying to advertise well they're trying to advertise the fact that his methods work so they do generally suggest that you use um one of their training or diet protocols and the fact of the matter is is i'm for me i'm pretty much always using his diet protocols because his <laughs> diet protocols are pretty uh flexible you know they're they're basically about picking out your calories make a meal plan and, and go to that. that's basically what his meal his dietary uh recommendations are as far as his training he's got he's got several different programs you can go and I adapt all my programs anyway. So a lot of my programs you would you would could say are basically a, a take on um, the philosophy of one of his training programs. So, um, but it's it's pretty you know flexible as what you can do as far as doing it. The main thing is you've got to you just sign up to be um, to, on the forums so that you can post and so that you can join it. But like I say. Uh, well, the last time I did it, I've I've joined the the free one a couple times, um, and a few times I've jo joined the pay one. It's all just sort of how I'm feeling at the time. Um, I don't know that it makes any difference as far as the judging. In the back of my head, I'm th I always think, well, you've probably got a slight edge if you're a paying member. Um, I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know behind the scenes how they judge. Um, so, but again, it's usually it's more about the. Uh, community support and and you know and the, the fact of the matter is you get more of the community support if you are a fully fledged paying member and you get access to a bunch of tools and stuff and and those are cool tools um the only downside i would say to if you're thinking about joining it is it's not like app friendly um i i hope they update that but it's it's a little bit behind technologically like so you you almost need to do it on like a, a pc or whatever or laptop or whatever um because it's not really phone friendly uh the website i've found um i think they're improving it and it is starting to get a bit better that way um some of the tools are are somewhat helpful uh limited you know there's there's uh calorie counters and things like this and uh, there's articles that you get access to, and, and they're good articles. I mean, Tom writes really good articles. There's some workout uh, programs you get access to when you're a member. It's not, I mean, for the price, it's it's definitely one of the better ones out there. Uh, I believe it's about 10 bucks a month. I could be wrong. Maybe it's gone up a little bit, but it's it's always been a reasonable price. And, and you know, supporting Tom is not necessarily a bad thing because he's, uh, like I say, I have huge respect for the man. So, um, so anyway, that's the one I'm doing. So first and foremost, I suppose, is what I'm going to be doing over the next uh, couple weeks leading up to the challenge. Because in this case, I have advanced notice, sort of. it. I know that this thing is coming up. I know it's on the horizon. So I have, I have the advantage that I can prepare for it a little bit. So preparing for a challenge, you've got to keep in mind that it's about the contrast and making your before and after pictures and make a big difference between them. What some people do is they kind of spend the, the week, a week or two leading up to it, um, sort of 
binging on food a little bit, making themselves look bad. I'm not going to do that as such, but I am going to cycle off some supplements. I'm going to cycle off creatine because um, that way I won't have the pumped muscles for the before picture. So I'm going to start cycling off creatine uh, at the end of this week, actually, because I've got about two weeks before before the uh, uh, challenge begins. So I'm going to cycle off creatine. I'm going to cycle off caffeine. Now, that's actually going to be really hard because I've been using caffeine in my pre-workout and usually for a midday boost for the past, I don't know, 30 years or so, (laughs) it feels like. Uh, I don't often cycle off caffeine. But that being said, caffeine is a great fat burner, but your, your body... Uh, gets acclimatized to it and the fat burning uh, effects diminish. So in order to get the most out of that, uh, what I'm going to try to do is cycle cycle it off. For It's not going to be long. I'm going to actually decrease the dose a little bit this coming week just so that I'm not taking that midday caffeine boost. And then the following week, the plan is to not take caffeine pre-workout. That's going to be interesting. Um, It's definitely going to put me out of my comfort zone. It may even give me migraines, which I am susceptible to getting. Um, Prone to get, I should say. And... um, and, and without caffeine in my system, there's a very good likelihood that it's not, there's going to be withdrawal symptoms. So that's not going to be fun, but I think it will be, it will make for a more effective transformation. Um, greens powder. I've been back and forth on this one. I'm probably going to cut it out. The pros and cons. So leading into a contest often they'll say you know to limit your your um, fiber because it can make you a little bit bloated potentially but at the at the same time um, fiber in that is excellent because it'll flush you out and all those kinds of things I think I, th- I don't think I'm gonna worry too much about cycling off greens Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'll come back to that one. I'm going to research that one a little bit more and see what would be better as far as, yeah, I'll probably cycle it off. Just if I don't have excessive amounts of, um, of fiber, then at the very least my weight will be up and potentially over the next couple weeks and, um, so and and I'll be able to you know lose those once I incorporate it back into the diet. So so I'll probably do that. I'll probably cycle off greens as well. So that's pretty much it as far as the the prep. As far as my training leading up to it, uh, it's pretty much the same. I've been doing a um, actually I've started doing a uh, kind of high frequency uh, full body routine. I'm thinking I'm probably going to carry something like this on through at least to start 
the uh, the cut because it seems to have been effective um, training basically every body part every day that might seem like overkill on the surface um, but it seems to have been somewhat effective I feel like my, mu my uh, muscles are getting fuller and um, they're having a bit more of a sort of dense feeling um, as far as rep ranges so Monday, Wednesday, Friday I typically do the heavy training but I've, I've been alternating it so it'll be like strength training with barbells on one day say Monday and then Wednesday would be strength training with dumbbells and then Wednesday, uh, Friday would be strength training with cables and machines and stuff and then the, the days in between I've, I've mostly been doing supporting type muscles but also like hitting trying to hit all the muscle groups but like for example for my legs I'd be focusing on supporting things like deep isometric squats um, leg abductions to strengthen the hips uh, single leg um, dumbbell deadlifts to, to get balance and stability in there um, but but along with the fly type movements for your chest you know straight arm pull downs to get that uh, that strength and um, the, the, the straight arm movements as well as sort of the uh, lats so that kind of thing that's basically what my training's been looking like the past number of weeks since finishing the first challenge and it's probably going to continue to be something like that once I um, uh, as I as I head into this challenge um, just because it seems to be such an effective methodology for me at my stage of um, progression. So I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here and then revert back to where I was going with all this. Um, this tangent is because I'm just getting out of the gym now and a song came on the radio that had the wheels turning in my head. This is a song, it What's it? I'm not sure what the title is. Sign, sign, sign everywhere. Sign. Uh, it's a song that I've uh, my dad liked. It, it was it's you know been a hit I guess for many many years now. And but it, it's perplexing to me the sentiment within the song because one of the things is he's talking about is you know he goes to trespass on somebody's property and gets upset that the sign says keep off my property he's like how dare you how dare you tell me that this is your land and I'm not allowed to go on it and I tried to think okay well what's how could people possibly have this mentality so the I'm, I'm gonna get around to why this how this relates to training philosophy here because it's, it's a similar kind of sentiment that we see in, like, John Lennon's songs, like Imagine That, Imagine No Possession and No Countries and No Borders and these kinds of things. And it's very idealistic, but then you think about, okay, well, what... Th that sounds nice, I suppose, on the surface, where we all live in harmony and people just love, make love, not war. People don't fight. Our nature is to be kind and loving to each other and all this stuff. It's a very nice, idyllic view, but... What would that look like in a world like that? Well, it would look like me wanting to establish a camp or something or whatever for my family and then someone else saying, well, no, I want that spot. And since there's no actual governing body to say, well, 
this belongs to you, this belongs to you, uh, then basically you, it would devolve into chaos and tribal wars and, and fights just for your family and the, the strong survive and the ones who are maybe weak and elderly and that then the possessions and things they've accumulated uh, they wouldn't get to keep anymore because some uh, young uh, gung-ho lad would come in and say nope this is mine now that's what we would devolve into but why would people think what would lead people down the road of, of thinking, you know, not seeing it that way and saying, no, what we'd have is peace and harmony and everyone would share everything and all this stuff. And honestly, what it comes down to is a philosophy that says, basically, someone else will do the work for me. I don't need to go out and do the hard work required to earn these things. Now, the irony is that people, so th say the musicians like John Lennon, and I, I'm not sure the band that did the signed song, I'm sure they've made millions and millions of dollars off these hits. Yeah, and so they get to sit there in their mansions behind, you know, in, in fenced communities, which I'm sure they don't want trespassers in, you know, um, with all these possessions that they don't share with anybody else, they sure I'm sure they give to charities and things like that. But it's like they don't distribute all their cash the way it would in like one of these societies they're talking about. They keep it. They have million dollars homes. It's the same with someone like Bernie Sanders. I mean, he's a politician, so he says what he wants anyway. But um, but the same thing. He has million dollar homes, and it's like, how can you? So for them, so for them, sending these messages are fine because they make millions of dollars off off it. Uh, ironically enough, through a capitalist society, they make millions preaching about socialism and this philosophy of let the everyone else do the work for you. Whereas, but for the average Joe, for the, the normal people, what does that lead to? Well, I've seen what it leads to. It leads to uh, people like my ex who have no ambition, expect everything to be done for them, and just sit around like a lump accomplishing nothing, no ambition, because they seem to think in the back of their mind, I'm sure it's a, an unconscious thing, they think someone else will do the hard work for me, right? They wouldn't admit to that, obviously. They're, no, 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 I try, I try. Well, then, you know, why are you spending your life, you know, working at at McDonald's and that, and then expecting that, oh, the minimum wage needs to be increased so that I can live like a rich person and it's like, really? That's instead of instead of you going out and bettering yourself, it's up to the government to impose that businesses can't be allowed to make profit in the interest instead of you getting more money for flipping burgers. That's such a backwards way to think. It's such a lazy way to think. And so this idea came to me and it's a very simple idea. And I'm sure someone else has said this or something like it, which is whatever you want in life, no one else will do it for you. Whatever you want to achieve in life, no one else will do it for you. Now, I know that's not 100% of the time true because a lot of times people do get away with doing little and having someone else pick up the slack. But it's a far better way to think about things. So certainly from a physical standpoint, no one else is going to do the work for you that'll get you into shape. You have to do that on your own. And this is what I was thinking about is, 
it's such a backwards philosophy to think, you know, um, to, to basically sit and mope and feel a victim and, oh, I can never get into shape and blah, 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 and these things. And I've seen this, and someone reached out to me before asking me to, or recently asking me to help give them motivation to get into shape. And it's like, well, I can't, I mean, there's motivation out there, external motivation everywhere. I mean, you can find it, but it's not up to me to motivate you to do the work. That has to come from within. So <laughs> tying this back into what my <clears throat> my program is going to be, because I know this episode, I'm going to want to look back on it in future times. And especially if this, you know, next cut is as successful as I hope it will be. It's It's kind of a funny thing, because as much as I say that it's not necessarily about placing in this program the reality is is that the the prep work i'm doing here the cycling off creatine the cycling off caffeine part of that is if we're being honest here part about of that is making the because I, I wouldn't honestly you don't have to cycle off creatine doing so is definitely an an effort to make the before pictures a little bit look a little bit softer and look a little bit less muscular whatever the, the did I say after pictures before pictures anyway and the create the, the caffeine one that is a little bit it's probably not a bad idea to cycle off caffeine once in a while anyway that one's fine that's that one's a little bit more of both a little bit of both um making the the competition itself results look better as well as um hopefully the the results during it that the fat loss to be enhanced by not you know by cycling off the caffeine that's the intent. It's a little bit of both, although the true underlying thing is I just want to be in great shape again. Uh, I'm in good shape now. My my wife tells me that she's like, what fat do you have to lose? But you know how it is. It's like when you're involved in, in physique development and that, it's like you can never quite allow yourself to land. But I know it's dangerous to be too hard on yourself and to not be satisfied so I have to say yeah you know what I've accomplished a lot I'm in way better shape than the average uh, person but it's you know still a work in progress for me and and that's just it I want to continue I've found a method that I found to be somewhat sustainable and I want to continue that through and if you continue that through then you know the the, the results after six months of this type of program can be quite astounding so, uh, the particulars of what, what that looks like. Well, as I said, it's going to be a, I'm going to try to do, <laughs> this may change. So if it changes, I'll try to remember to update that. But at the moment it's going to be, uh, this is intense. It's going to be full body training basically every day, six days a week. For most people that would be overkill, but I don't know. I, what I was doing before for the first three months, it was good. It was effective for the most part when I wasn't on COVID and having to train at home. It was a three-day split. So push-pull legs. Um, so then do that, you know, twice a week. So you get to hit every body part a couple times a week. And I was alternating between heavy lifting and um, more metabolic style training. It was It was good. It was... 
But, you know, I, I do feel the need to ramp it up a bit. And as I was saying that this training, I, I've been doing the full body high frequency training um, for the last month and a half or so. And it's the change has been noticeable. So why not keep that up? I think I'm at a point in my development when, where I, I can, as long as I get good sleep, I can um, make progress that way. That being said, if I get to the point when right now my calories, I'm trying to keep them around maintenance. I, I'm trying a method, even though it's it's highly debated, I'm trying something called, um, it's more or less what you would call reverse dieting. In other words, I'm trying to, leading up to this next cut, I'm trying to keep my calories around maintenance, play with that. Um, I Because I don't, I know for a fact that I rebound hard after a cut and I didn't want to rebound hard. I wanted to kind of maintain while being able to build some, some muscle. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to keep my calories around maintenance for now and then, and, and gradually raise them a little, 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 see what I can get away with basically. And then, um, and that'll be dropping them obviously for one, once I start cutting. So once I cut them, I may find and I'm below my maintenance calories, I may find that training every single body part every single day is more than I can tolerate. I'm, I'm usually able to sort of tell when I'm hitting, getting close to that burnout stage. That just comes with time and experience, and that's probably why it's not a good way to start training. Um, you need to get used to it. You, ne you need to get used to the signs and, and feel your body. So for me, that's what I'm going to try. Again, it's not something I'd recommend necessarily for everybody. Um, but I'm going to give it a try, see how it goes. And, and if I burn out, then I'll probably revert back to something like either the push-pull push split or maybe even just an upper-lower. That way, you know, I'm, I'm alternating. I'm hitting, instead of doing every body part every day, I'm, I'm going to alternate it slightly. Or I might even do front and back. So it's it's like uh, quads and chest uh, paired on, on one day. And then... Uh, uh, back in hamstrings the other I don't know I don't know we'll see we'll see hopefully it doesn't come to that hopefully I can sustain doing every part every day um, obviously I mean I'm sure I'm going to change it up in time and but but for the course of this uh, coming up cut I think that's what that's at least what I'm going to start with um, I know sometimes the the temptation is to do sort of metabolic um style training so high reps uh, go for the muscular pump and go for the fat burning effect I'm not I don't think I'm going to really be doing a heck of a lot of that kind of thing um, I'm not even so for cardio what I did for the first cut was uh, of this year was I did cardio after every training session so I have basically an hour and a half training and be an hour of 40 minutes to an hour of weight training than cardio after. I'm not going to be doing that this time. Um, the literature seems to suggest that that may impair both fat loss and hypertrophy and mu muscle gain. So that's exactly what I don't want. So I'm actually, I'm not going to le be leaning too, too much, to be honest, on cardio. Um, what I'm thinking is I'll probably do a cardio, I'm going to be training in the morning. Now, again, according to the literature, that's suboptimal, at least as in terms of performance. In terms of body composition, it's a little bit mixed, and it seems that it might actually be beneficial to train in the morning. Whatever. I personally just, I train better 
in the morning on mostly an empty stomach. I'll, I'll have pre-workout, of course. But uh, that's what I'm going to be doing because that's how I train best. And, and the thing is, I, I want to train my best. So, but then in the evening, I, I may throw in like a cardio session. And that would be, it's not as much about the, the fat loss benefits. Because in a cardio session, you're only going to burn few hundred calories at the most like it's you're probably going to be somewhere between 100 and 300 calories it's not a ton it's a chocolate bar basically but the mental side of it helps and you know what getting your heart rate up in the evening probably not such a bad idea when I say evening for me it'll be like after work I'm going to go do a little cardio after a day of you know sitting in front of a computer probably not a bad idea and um, might even speed along the recovery and so on but it, it's not the point is it's not going to be right right after my weight training. I'm going to separate those two because that that seems to be what the scientific evidence that the studies so on shows to be more effective. Now, that being said, again, I'm going to go back to this. According if you if I were to do this strictly based on what studies show, I'd be training in the afternoon, even though I don't enjoy it. I'd and I, I find I'm, I'm just zonked by that time and I just don't get a great workout. That's what I'd be doing. I've tried purely scientific-based training in the past. And generally speaking, the results for me have not been great. I find it's better to find what works for you. And even though it's anecdotal and not quote-unquote scientific, what works, works. So for me, what works is train hard in the morning with with weights and um and then as far as cardio just get it in when you can really you know take a walk in the afternoon uh, that for me works great and that's what i'm going to continue to do again what i'm doing i can't say i necessarily recommend for somebody else it might be worth trying and see how it works for you it, it really comes down to what can you sustain what do you enjoy enough that you'll keep doing right and for me this is the sort of modality that can work as far as diet i mean i've what i'm planning to do is um, keep my carb meals more or less after training so because i'm training on essentially an empty stomach uh, I, I might have like oatmeal and uh, along with like a protein shake or whatever after my uh after my morning session so because i don't tolerate carbs very well i know this I know, so especially when I'm trying to get lean, thing is I don't want to go full keto. I don't really believe in that either. It's finding the right carb sources that don't make me fat and at the right time, which is generally after training. So um, those are the times when your body like can, can utilize the carbs more efficiently. So I, I, again, this is mostly anecdotal. Um, there, the, the literature does actually seem to support that that philosophy as far as you know nutrient timing that you know carbs after training seems to be best although again for performance um you want to be in a sort of a fed state but i'm not training for a performance per se so not worried about that but so most of my carb meals will take place you know up until like lunchtime and then i'll try to cut out the carbs in the evening just because of when i train basically so I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, as I said, when I looked back on my 2012 logs, at least the ones I could find, the supplement regime was pretty crazy. Um, I know that towards the end I was taking like anti-estrogen supplements, not anything like 
you know, <laughs> black market or anything. I was taking like DIM and uh, I think calcium D glucurate and things like that. So like natural, I know my diet was crazy. I was eating like basically tuna and broccoli um, and like an apple type thing. Like it was, it was not a good sustainable diet. It was kind of a crash diet in a way. I don't want to do that. Um, and for supplements, I'm, I'm going to be taking, doing it pretty simply. Like I'm not going to be taking any thermogenics. Um, I might look at ephedrine perhaps the, the main thing I like about ephedrine, it's supposed to help with fat burning. Um, so is aspirin as a matter of fact, uh, I might take those. Um, it's, it's really, as far as ephedrine, it's more the kind of, um, I, I find that it suppresses appetite a little bit. So I, and it's dirt cheap actually. So I might take a little bit of that um, as kind of a boost. And, and of course, so caffeine in the morning and probably in the afternoon too. Um, what else? Greens. I take a green supplement just for the fiber and for the, um, because again, when you're depleted, you're often not getting all the nutrients your body needs. So having, filling in the gaps a little bit there, obviously I'm going to be taking a protein supplement. Um, I'm going to be taking whey. What I did in the past was I switched to like a plant-based protein as I got leaner. I don't, I don't know that that's totally necessary. I don't know if that's, if there's really a lot of, again, it's a personal thing, right? Like if I personally have an intolerance to lactose, which I might, my dad is lactose intolerant. My brother is, is lactose intolerant. So maybe, um, that would help towards the end when it's like, you just want to tighten up a bit. Regardless, it's gonna. I'm gonna have a protein uh, supplement to begin with. It's gonna be whey. Um, what else? What other supplements am I gonna be using? I mean, I use sometimes I use turmeric um, just because I sometimes if my squat form isn't perfect, uh, I get a lot of knee pain. Uh, so just in terms of my joints and stuff, um, turmeric sometimes I find to be helpful when. Um, yeah, but it's it's not going to be as crazy a regime as it was before. It's like I time it out like at this time of day, day like I had like a five, um, five times per day what I'm going to have. So what I'm going to have before bed. Actually, during my last one, I started taking a GABA and a five HTP before bed. I found that gave me a really good sleep. I might do something like that just for the, it might increase growth hormone marginally, like within normal levels. Uh, it's not so much about that as it's more about the sleep quality because I do get a great sleep. It's more of the 5-HTP I've found than the GABA. The GABA I haven't noticed a huge difference on, to be honest. Um, but th they're supposed to work sort of synergistically, so I don't know. I, I might keep doing that. But, um, yeah, so some kind of sleep aid I might I might continue. Maybe even maybe just melatonin, right? Uh, um, those kinds of things I might do. But it's not going to be crazy. It's not going to be a crazy... Uh, thing like I'm I might pop in like I take vitamin D every day actually uh, um, it's a great one and especially as with all this COVID crap like vitamin D has been touted as like a helping you know protect against that plus it has all kinds of other benefits in terms of you know supporting testosterone it's it's probably not going to boost testosterone but at least support your production of it and uh, various other things um you know, there's, there's, um, magnesium is supposed to be a great one too, as far as like post-workout and, and, um, you know, improving, um, uh, reducing cortisol or at least trying to get them back down to normal levels so that you're not, you know, in a highly 
stressed state all the time so that you can basically recover. Um, you want your cortisol to sort of peak when you're working out and then you want it to normalize while you're recovering. Uh, otherwise, you're going to just fatigue yourself and kill yourself. So magnesium might not be a bad idea. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not going to be spending ridiculous amounts of money and time and, and care, like concern on that, on something that's going to make probably about a 2% difference. I just, again, it's about being sustainable here. I'm not going to be doing that kind of stuff constantly, right? And if it will make my results, if it means that that extra little bit means that I don't place in one of these in this transformation challenge I guess so be it thing is I was quite happy about the fact that like I didn't place in in this um in the first challenge I did of this year I wasn't broken up about that in the past I've been I have beaten myself up because that was the whole thing I was in it to win it and when you don't or even if you place like top 10 top three whatever but then you don't get first place you beat yourself up and you get all you can get resentful you can say well look at that but my my transformation was better than that person that won whatever uh, you know in, in your objective opinion <laughs> um but this time i was quite happy that about the fact that i didn't i was just i just enjoyed the results that i had i was quite happy about what i did manage to accomplish and that's what i like that's what i want to do that's where i want to be in you know three, four months from now, I want to just be happy with how far I've come. And if I can do that, then I would consider it a success. So I'll leave it there. And uh, um, I guess I just uh, hope this has been, hopefully it's been helpful for someone else. I, I know that in time when I look back on it, I think it'll be a good uh, resource as well as far as laying out. Now, obviously in a few months from now, if I you know, when I, when I sort of recap, I'll have a better idea of exactly how it went because plan is well and good. It's never going to go exactly as you plan because, you know, who knows? Like I say, maybe I'll burn out. Maybe I'll change things. Maybe I'll find a new method of training that works better for me. Who knows, right? Maybe my freaking gym will close again because of fucking COVID. But with everyone getting vaccinated, I'm hoping that's not the case. Cross our fingers. But you never know. You just never know. I... I didn't anticipate where my, my last cut, how that was going to go. And that's how it goes, right? But you do your best. You adapt as best you can. So that's what I'm going to do.